This week on One Body Stewarding God's Creation, Susan Helmer and Mona Mars talk about Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. One body. One body. What is this program about? How does it differ from other catechesis programs? Well, let's find out. Susan and Mona are being interviewed by Divine Mercy Radio's on-air host, Kelly Roper. Mona Mars and Susan Helmer. They're here to talk to us about Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. By way of introduction, Mona Mars originated from Great Bend, but now lives with her husband, architect Donnie Mars, at what was formerly known as Marymount College in Salina. Mona and her husband structured the college into what are now beautiful apartments. Mona is the former owner of Marymount Catholic Bookstore. They are members of Sacred Heart Cathedral. Susan Helmer is married to Jerome Helmer, and they are members of St. Mary, Queen of the Universe in Salina. Susan was a music teacher for 39 years. Susan and Jerry have three grown children and eight grandchildren. Retired now, Susan continues to stay busy by promoting the Catholic faith, through volunteering at St. Mary's Church and at the Salina Rescue Mission, and now with the coordinator of Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. Both women do some daycare by caring for their grandchildren. Boy, isn't that the role of the grandma, right? Yes. Um, it's, a, it's a part of it, and what a beautiful part of it. All right, so housekeeping, kind of, well, first of all, we know that all good things begin with prayer. So would one of you lead us in a prayer for this next segment? Yes, I would ha- be happy to. And, I would like- and you are Susan? I am Mona. You're Mona. Yes. All right, all right so um, I'm going to put an arrow here, and you guys are in the wrong chairs now. I'm just okay. kidding. So, all right. I would like to say the prayer that we say with our children when we enter the atrium. So just listen to our prayer. Atrium prayer. When we come to visit Jesus in this atrium, we work quietly and we listen so that we can hear the good shepherd's voice in our hearts. We give him our love and we are kind to one another. As we work silently and think about the mysteries of Jesus's life, He teaches us without words in the stillness of this room. Please bless our time together, Jesus. Jesus, you are our good shepherd, and I love you. Amen. 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 Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, you know, we we said that the catechesis of the good shepherd, you talked about your atrium. Uh, Tell us, you know, for those that don't know, what is catechesis of the good shepherd? A simple definition of it is it's a Montessori Catholic religion program for children from infancy to 12 years. Okay. There's a prepared environment called the atrium for the children to spend time in prayer, works, song, and contemplation, developing their own personal relationship with God and Jesus through scriptures and especially through the parables and the stories of the Bible with the guidance of a catechist. One of the things we do focus on, it's not a time to get to know everything about God. It's a time to get to know God as a personal relationship. Hmm. Beautiful. And that that was uh, Susan that was talking there. So so that was Susan Helmer. I'll try and keep you identified as, as you add things to it. Mona, did you have anything you wanted to add to that? No. She did a very good job. That's great. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So how important is it, you know, to to properly catechize children 
from a very young age. What what were the ages that, that we had again? That this infant goes, through 12-year-olds. Infant. It goes all the way to yes. infant, huh? Wow. Yes. So infant through 12th grade. I know my granddaughter does it, but I don't think she started as an infant. Uh, Level one uh, is three through six-year-old, and then they've now added an infancy program. That's okay. Infancy right. to three. Okay. Excellent. All right. So infant to 12 years old. And so from from a very young age, whether that's infancy or the way it was earlier at three, um, how important is it? Give us, give us an information on how, how important it is to properly catechize. Well, it's important to, I'm Mona, (laughs) it's important to catechize because it's the formation of a conscience, and people have to have their conscience formed. And so the earlier you start forming a conscience in a child and prepare them for a right order, which is God's right order, this just gives them the basis of a good moral life. And this is important because God is love, and he has created everything in a right order. And that's the order that we truly want to try to follow with our children, informing their conscience, even as adults. This is something that goes, when a child is formed at a very young age, then they are also, that takes them throughout life, you know, and that's what we need. It's a formation of conscience, so that starts, really, in in. In the, in the womb, we start being developed. And they say that the child uh, has a very absorbent mind and that we don't even realize that a lot of time, that we need to build on that mind that they have as an infant and a three-year-old. Yeah. And there's a book out called The Religious Potential of the Child by Sophia Cavaletti, and it really emphasizes how much potential the children have at such a young age to absorb yeah. The Word you know, of God. Our conscience is going to be formed one way or the other. We want to form it rightly. And I think that's what you all are, are trying to do because we're seeing so many times when people are doing things and obviously it is not, not within within that formation within that formation mm-hmm. it's not you know within the will of god obviously so so to to form that conscience rightly is just so incredibly important and it seems you know we're living in a time in which people are not well catechized so how does catechesis of the good shepherd fill this void first off we catechize the adults who become the catechists to teach the children mm. and uh this is as important as anything yeah. And it helps build the whole church from the bottom up. Yeah, 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 excellent. And, and so you, you're catechizing the adults that then teach the children. And, you know, what else goes into all of that? Because I know that the catechesis of the Good Shepherd is really working to, to fill the void that of, you know, the poorly catechized that are, are that are in our country. You're really trying to fill that void. So what are some of the other ways? Well, Actually, what we're really trying to do at this time is in formation of that is we are we have some adult formation courses that we are, um, you know, we are sponsoring these. And this is important because when we get the adults there, uh, it's it's almost like going to a, a, a private retreat, because even though we're catechizing, we're, we're preparing to form the children, we're also forming the minds of these adults who it seems like when we are formed in our own conscience, we, we hit a certain point, and then even when kids graduate from high school, then they, they go off and maybe they fall away from the Catholic faith or just 
go somewhere else or not, don't stay up with their Catholic faith. But this is a reformation of um, the programs that we, um, the formation courses that we that the teachers do to train the children. So when we go to this, it's, it's not just for the formation for the children, but it's really a formation for the adults. And I would like to s- tell you that we are sponsoring at, in Salina, we are going to have an adult formation course, which is level one. And as Susan said, there are four levels to catechesis of the Good Shepherd, which is level one infant toddler, level, uh, I'm sorry, level one is infant toddler, that's the basic one. But level one is three to six-year-olds. Level two is um, six to nine. And level three is nine to 12-year-olds. And I think that what I also want to say about this is that even though we say that the ages for these children, it's three to six or six to nine, I really look at this idea that many adults have an infant-toddler formation. And so when we start teaching the children, like we have some nine or 10-year-olds that are in level one and maybe they should be they should have had it younger but they didn't get that formation so you know and we look at adults who have never had this formation so we can also just really look at the fact that these form formations even though they are specifically for that formation of the child sometimes adults don't have that that more intellectual formation. But the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd gives us these real basic teachings. And so our, our adult formation course for level one is going to be in, um, in this year at St. Mary's um, from June 8th to the 15th. And there is a sign-up time for this. And I think our deadline is around May 15th. But we're also, we'll, as long as the course is open and we still have spots to fill, we will do that. But the, the information is available. And uh, we also, this is this level t- is done in two different um, years. One year you do part one and the second year you do part two and the tuition cost for this is for uh, in Salina is $600. These formation courses are done all over and uh, Wichita is very very uh, up in getting their diocese, the Wichita diocese getting theirs done. So we do have information on that. Do you want to add anything to that Susan? And so the date that you got gave was for training for adults. Are there any specifications that, that come with that, you know, that, that come with that before they're able to go into the training? No, there are no no uh, specific things that they have to do. I think just a great desire and a love for children and, a, and of course, you know, for the Good Shepherd. Yeah. And a strong Catholic uh, intuition of their own. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, and so that is June 8th to the 15th, I think? That's, that's this year, and then there's the second part of that would be June 5th through 12th in 2024. So this would be part one of level one, and part two of level one will be next year. Excellent, and yes. if they want to register, where should they go to register? Well, I, if you are interested, why don't you, can they call me? Do you, mm-hmm. sure. Okay, call Susan. I mean, that's, I don't know how to... Or, yes, call me at my phone number is Mona Mars at 785-826-5503. The applications are also available at all three parishes in Salina, St. Elizabeth's, St. Mary's, and Sacred Heart. Okay. But this is open to everyone, 
and anyone can do this. And we're really looking out to uh, areas like Colby and uh, Western Kansas. If you have any interest in, it seems like Catechesis of the Good Shepherd is growing, and we need we need adults to go through the formation. And it's important also to say that even if you go to level two or level three, you really have to have level one training because it is the basic training in the catechesis of our good shepherd, which we do need to talk about our good shepherd too. So, so you know, catechesis of the good shepherd is kind of a, a different approach. You told us earlier that it was Montessori. So explain to us what Montessori is. And uh, it's it's different from traditional forms of, of Catholic education. So, so help us to understand how catechesis of the Good Shepherd differs from those other other models? Well, traditional form of catechesis is very good, and the children learn lots. I think the thing about the Good Shepherd, catechesis of the Good Shepherd, is they get to feel these things. They get first, they contemplate a lot, so they get to feel it in their hearts. They do a lot of observation. The, the catechist observes a lot, and the children observe each other, they observe the catechist, and then they get to use the materials that are available for them to do hands-on with each one of the parables that we do, with all the infancy narratives that we do. They get to hold the Bible and we read from the scripture of it. And they learn just little bits of scripture, but it's enough to, for the, to enter into their, their hearts. One of the things I think is really important is they're learning the Mass. So we think of three-year-olds go to Mass and they're squirrely and they're hungry and they want to have a snack. And we're teaching them to really focus on the Mass by we teach them the liturgical colors of the green is the growing season that follows the feast, white is the day of the feasts, and uh, purple is preparing for the feast for Lent and Advent. And uh, which one did I leave out? Red, white, green. Uh, oh, I didn't say the red. Red yeah. is for Pentecost. Right. And uh, then they watch for those colors when they go to Mass, and they see that that's happening. And we also have a, a liturgical calendar that they get to move the parts to and see the liturgical seasons by their color. And then we have the, the vestments that they can uh, look at and uh, learn the, the colors. And uh, let's see, what was the other liturgical? We do the colors. Um, oh, we, do, we have the parts of the Mass that they learn the, what we call the gestures. And they learn about uh, the cruets and the names of the cruets and how those are prepared behind the altar by a sacristan. And then they're brought out for the priest to use and how he puts them in the chalice and he pours the wine in first and then just a drop of water. And we have a whole uh, presentation of what that means. And they learn the, the gestures of the sign of peace and the, the gestures of the epiclesis. And they learn that word epiclesis and they're watching for that to happen at mass. And these are three-year-olds that are wow. learning this. And then mass becomes a part of them too. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, very, very nice. And that was um, Susan Helmer that was talking. So Mona, do you have anything you'd like to add to that? The, no. the difference of what, what, catechesis the and traditional. The traditional oh, form. from the traditional. I think that in sometimes in just the traditional approach, people are just expect something. But in catechesis of the good of the good shepherd, we're really focusing on the good shepherd. There is a lot of to know about our faith, but in the catechesis of the good shepherd, we're trying to follow the covenant and how does this just differ from other approaches to education? It's it's very it's very 
in in salvation history. So we're really taking a very broad aspect and trying to incorporate that into teaching the children and seeing how creation and the life of Jesus fits into their life, not just like if you have math class or traditional things, how, how did God create things in this right order? So when we go to our math class, we see that God had an order even in math. When we, we look at trees and we see how God created things, how everything starts from a seed, we try to take all of these things and really apply them to creation and redemption and sanctification. And so getting this holistic view, especially as, as Catholics, I just think that we really try to take a very specific yet a very broad approach in Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, and we're all learning and trying to make it understandable for, for everyone. So Excellent. All right. And, and speaking, that was Mona, Mona Mars, and we are so grateful to have both of you here. You mentioned earlier that there was an atrium, so, so tell us about what the atrium is, what role it does in, in the, the catechesis of the Good Shepherd. Okay, well, I would just like to say that when we uh, enter the atrium, we are entering into God. And uh, this is, um, when we think about our atrium, it's a holy place where uh, we grow God's love in our children. It's a sacred and prepared environment where we encounter the Good Shepherd. And our Good Shepherd is both human and divine, and He is Jesus. And He is light and love and life. And so when we we take these themes of light and love and life and apply them to our Good Shepherd. And um, we have, I'm gonna let you elaborate on that a little bit, Susan, before we continue. So just go ahead and say what you wanna say about our atrium. We begin with what we call grace and courtesy. And that's that we're walking into a sacred room, not just a classroom, and that we we talk softly, and we walk gently, and we handle the things in our atrium with courtesy. And we use a lot of, of glass and precious things in the atrium, and we teach the children how to handle these from three years up, because we call it a sacred environment for them to be in. And the word atrium means a place to grow, and so we consider it a place to grow our children into their faith. And it's a place to work with God through a conversation with God. We really encourage them to spend time by themselves with the materials after we've presented them to them so that they can talk to God through these materials, that they can listen to God through these materials and work for God through these materials. We need to take a short break right now, but stay tuned to One Body Stewarding God's Creation. We'll be right back with more about Catechesis of the Good Shepherd with Susan Helmer and Mona Mars. One body. We're back on One Body Stewarding God's Creation. One body. Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. God's creation. With Susan Helmer and Mona Mars. Roper conducts the interview. We are talking with Mona Mars and with Susan Helmer, talking about 
Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. It's a, a Montessori method for teaching uh, Catholic education from infant to, to 12 years old. And they also have workshops coming up about to, that catechize adults to be able to teach the children at the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. So we'll give out those dates here again in just a little bit. But, uh, you know, you are trying to train the teachers. So can you tell us more about the course and what kind of response you've had for for people who would like to go through it and for those that are listening that would like to go through it what they're going to encounter when they go through it well there's a syllabus that we usually that is followed and in that syllabus we um, we really rely upon the people who are doing the presentation to to do that but but basically we will it will be different for all three levels so when we have level one the real focus of level one is the good shepherd and how the good shepherd calls his own sheep by name and the sheep listen to his voice and they follow him and so when we are when we are when they're teaching like the level one the catechesis of the good shepherd is the theme and uh this really and then level two is christ the true vine and we see how the good shepherd will just progress through these different levels and they just teach us the things that we need to do to do and how to do the presentations for our children which that uh, and how to build the atrium room so that we have all the materials that we need for them. There's a couple of quotes from uh, some children, and one of them says, the atrium is a different kind of church to me. It's an atrium church. It's my size for me to fit. Mm. And so we have like the miniature altar that they can uh, prepare the, uh, the mass with, and all the small units for the infancy narratives and uh, they, they really focus on those. And the other child said, God is with us, praying with us. He goes down deep into my heart, and God is always inside there waiting for me. Aww. And to see children to say those kind of things from the, the work that they get to do with these uh, units in our uh, atrium. Yes, the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, is a, it's a slow and deep process that's full of God's peace and full of the light and the love that the Good Shepherd wants to bring to his flock. And the, this catechesis is a way that adults and children can live spiritually in the child. And it, it's not just a program. It's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a way to live the gospel messages in its simplicity. And even myself, I thought, you know, I've read scripture my whole life, but to really focus in on the, um, the Good Shepherd and, and how it is so biblical from the Old Testament through the covenant. It's, it's a covenant relationship. And I think that a, lot, a lot of times, even as adults, we, we can read scripture, but we don't really contemplate it as deeply as we should. And so this image of the catechesis of the Good Shepherd, focusing on the Good Shepherd, is such a beautiful image. In fact, this Sunday is Good Shepherd Sunday. So be very aware when you when you hear the readings this Sunday. Really un- try to come to understand the real deep meanings of who the Good Shepherd is, even in your life. Because we talk about the children, but all of these things really are touching every person's life. Because we are all the sheep that Jesus calls. So we are all part of that flock. Whether we're doing the training in these, these ways, Every person should realize that the Good Shepherd is calling him and how important each sheep is in the flock of the Good Shepherd. The scripture says that he calls us by name, and the children really 
interiorize that. They say, oh, he calls my name. And we have some of the presentations where we sing a song about calling them by name. And uh, they really learn to, to love the Good Shepherd. One of the other things I was going to say about the atrium is it, it's, it, we make it belong to the children. We ask them to restore their units. That means put them back exactly the way they found them, clean up after themselves. And they like to clean the floor with the little brooms uh, that we have there for them to, to clean up with. So they uh, own that room themselves, too. And I think that's very special to them. All right. Anything that you'd like to add to, to that um uh, Mona. I think one of the things that I would really like for people just to reflect on is the fact that the Good Shepherd is is divine and human. And so many times in our lives we forget, we, we deal and we look at things as from a human perspective. But everything that is in creation and everything that Jesus has redeemed, and uh, is it is a divine life. Yeah. And when we start looking at life and looking at people, that these are divine creations, that every person is a seed planted by God and growing. Every tree, it doesn't matter what we look at. There is a spark of the divine life of God in everything that we look at. When you look at a cat, I mean, that is one of God's creations. It is a divine thing. Humans don't make cats <laughs> you, or dogs. So when we look at life, and I think this is the beauty of what this program is, is that we start seeing how much more aware we are of the divine life of the Good Shepherd. Not that it's just the Good Shepherd and he was born, but when Jesus was, was a Good Shepherd, he was born from Mary and he was a little baby. That was the incarnation. And so he was divine from that moment. He was divine from the moment of his birth until the moment he died on the cross and he stretched out his arms and he died for us. That is all the good shepherd. That is all divine life. And we are humans trying to connect to the humanity of Jesus so that even all of our acts in life become divine acts because God sanctifies everything with his love and with his light. And that's what divine and human life is coming together. Another thing I was going to say is about the parables. Uh, we encourage the children to have imagination, but we focus on is not fascin uh, fantas fantasization. I can't say fantasy. the word not fantasy, uh, to, they get to know the reality of the works by having these small units that they can actually see that are real. And it helps them focus and bring their imagination into the reality of these parables. It sounds like such a, a wonderful type of training. I don't know what to, to call it. Catechesis, you know, is what, is what we call it, obviously. But, but just a beautiful way, gentle way, I think, of, of yes. really bringing this to the children. And, and as you said, kind of a, a hands-on, you know, touch, feel, smell, you know, bringing in all your senses to do that as well. Beautiful. Really, really nice. Did you tell me what the response has been like whenever we asked about training the teachers? How, how big of a response have you had and how many do you still need? Um, the program that we've offered for Level 1 in from June 8th to the 15th at St. Mary's Grade School in Salina, we have about 15 people that have signed up, and uh, we can take 24. Okay. So we do have openings, and uh, we do really want to encourage people 
people who think that they would be interested in this program, not only if they, I, like some people say, well, I don't know if I'm really ready to do teaching. Well, you know, do this as a spiritual retreat. Yeah. You will you will get something out of it. And we all need to take time and to reflect on those things. The other thing that I want to say is that this isn't just for women. We have men that are going through these programs. And the, the men, it's just as important for men to be involved in this because uh, we are all part of that flock and, and that good and, and part of the Good Shepherd. So we I think we're going to have two men signed up in our course. I'm not sure if they'll maybe more. That's right. right. Um, so um, we have uh, we have about we have we will take 24 people and we have about 15 now. So we're still open. So yeah, that's where we are with that. All right. So so help us uh, for for somebody out there that's listening to you. You know, you talked about the retreat that it's kind of a, a retreat. I, I see that. I think that was the word you used. What has it done in your own life? Give our listeners a reason to to want to to join this type of of method of providing catechism. You know, they could go to the traditional form, mm-hmm. uh, but but what has this very gentle approach um, done for you personally? And maybe that will inspire some others. So we can start with uh, Susan over here. Susan Helmer, um, how has it touched you personally? It's definitely helped me read scripture and especially read it in just small portions because that's what we do with the children and you can really see where that uh, contemplating on just a small portion of it really can make you think more about God and make you start talking to God more. Mm. And so I see that. It's helped me with my grandchildren to help them to, uh, to know and love God more yeah. and yeah. to have conversation with them. Beautiful. All right. And Mona, did you have something you wanted to add? Well, I would, I'll tell you my little story about how I got involved with the Catechesis of the Good sure. Shepherd. And my daughter started the, to go through the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. And she lived in Alaska. And I went up to visit her. And she said, Mom, I have to go to Atrium today. And you, but if you can come with me, but you just, whatever you do, don't talk. Just come in and watch the kids and just sit there and observe them. But whatever you do, don't talk. And I said, oh, okay, I can I can do that. So I walked into the atrium room and the children started to come in and everything was very slow, very specific, and they were so quiet. And uh, they started teaching and everything was just more like a whisper environment. And, and all of a sudden the children just started going to all these different areas. The, um, it doesn't matter if it was the, the mass or the liturgical area or the practical life area. And they just started working and it was so peaceful and it was so quiet. And I looked at this and I'm thinking, I have never seen anything like this before. And I really didn't know that you were trained in doing this. So your children always surprise you. But after, uh, and then I would keep going to her with these classes. And the more I was observing this, I was just astounded because I had never seen, I was a traditional teacher and I had never seen this sort of formation ever. And so I was really taken back by it. And I said, if I ever have the opportunity, I would love to do that training. Well, years went by and in Kansas, we just did not have it. And then um, I finally was able to get my training, which I have infant toddler training, uh, level two, and finishing up on level one. And I would still like to finish level three training. But I think that what I really saw from this is just the future of the church, because I really believe that this is an avenue for... um, for the children, for the adults, for the community, because the community, even in Salina, has really supported what we have been trying to establish. And um, once people see an atrium and see the effects of it and what it does and the the beauty and the simplicity of the environment, it speaks for itself. And it is 
It is God, and God is silent, and he wants us to listen. He wants us to look, because his, his life is giving us that is love. And everything that we do, we try to radiate that love. And I think specifically, one of the things that we've been trying to do in our atrium is to tell the children in to the Good Shepherd, because we walk in and we let the, let the little children walk through the sheep gate, and we want them to encounter the Good Shepherd. But uh, to tell Good Shepherd, I love you. Or, Jesus, I love you. And I thought, this is important because even as adults, how many of us have really been taught to say, Jesus, I love you? And do we say that every day of our life? And if we don't, I invite you to do that. Love our good shepherd. Learn, get to know who he is because uh, Jesus went after the lost sheep. And even our lost sheep are out there to be found. And the more we understand the role of the Good Shepherd, we realize that we too have to are part of that flock, and this is the church. Yeah. The church is his fold, the world and the church. Yeah. So, And even if you don't want to be a teacher, if you go through this, you'll be amazed at what it does for you and your family uh, to open up prayer time in your family life. And we are putting together some... Uh, a prayer table information, and it has the four liturgical colors in uh, little tablecloths and a Bible stand and a candle to light. Whenever you read scripture, you should always light a candle. So this little unit, so you can really build your family into prayer time with it. And of course, we need volunteers at the atrium also at all times that we're teaching. And so if you don't want to teach, you can just be a volunteer and help with the organization of it. So lots of ways that you can give. Lots of ways. Yes. You don't necessarily need to go through the training, but you could actually go and volunteer and learn along with the yes. children. Right. Yeah. Right. That'd be awesome, too. Yeah. Beautiful. And, and we also need help building the materials. There's a lot of little things to cut out for the children. Of course, the three-year-olds aren't good at cutting yet, so we cut out a lot of things, and they do some pasting units. And so we need volunteers to help with those type of things, too. I think you mentioned that there is a charge for the, for the is there a charge for the adults training as well? Yes, there is a charge for the adult training because we do have people from the National Office of the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. There are uh, people who go through the training to train us. Mm -hmm. So that is also levels, infant, toddler, level one, two, and three. So these people come in, and of course it takes all the training, but uh, we pay them, and then we usually do offer hospitality uh, at our at the days that are people there. And uh, so by the time we pay for building costs or um, hospitality, books, and uh, the teachers, our cost for our formation is uh, $600. And we do have scholarships uh, money available for this if you need additional financial assistance. And you can just do that by asking us or writing us a letter and saying, you know, I, I would really like to go through the program, but uh, is there any way that I could receive some scholarship money? Mm-hmm. But we do ask for the, them to to invest something because it's reciprocity is important. You know, you give and you receive. So, and we find also that uh, when you have to make a sacrifice to, to to have something, you buy into it a little bit more than when sometimes when things are just given to you. But we do have that scholarship money available, and we've been blessed in Salina to. to have a good fund that we would, can offer some scholarships from, which we are so thankful to the Knights of Columbus for their donations and personal donations. Uh, so we feel what we've been very supported, and if we can help other people to get this training because they want it but they can't afford it, we want to help you. So just let us know what your situation is and uh, uh, let us know.
So excellent, excellent. And so for um, we talked about you know your phone number given out for for all the adults. What about the children? I guess the flyers are in each of the churches where it's being offered. The children can register that way. We haven't opened up registration yet. We're going to get through this formation class and see how many teachers we have. Then we're going to figure out how many classes we can offer and when we can offer them. And that will be coming out probably midsummer. Okay. And, All right. So stay tuned for that. And yes. I assume that there's an expense for that as well and that there are scholarships available if needed. Well, we, we, we are, we've had a pilot program, and so we are new at this, and we're trying to feel our way through it as well. But, you know, um, we, we want parents to invest in this as well. Yeah. So, um, you know, just follow, follow the lead. Just be open, and I think everything we have to just trust. When, we've, uh, when, the, when the good shepherd leads his sheep out, he trusts that his sheep will follow him. And that's an important thing that we're doing right now ourselves as adults is we're trusting that the way all of this will unfold will be in the will of the good shepherd. So, um, you know, just the Lord has a way and we just follow the light. So, well, I'm, I'm going to say a little bit about our atrium because we have different areas. And one of the areas that we have in our, <clears throat> our atrium is the messianic prophecies and the infancy narratives. And <clears throat> we believe that Jesus is this light that grows in the world. And this light came into Bethlehem when Jesus was born. And it, it comes into the land of Israel. And as Jesus grew up, he used parables as a Jewish style of storytelling and based on life experiences so that he could teach these spiritual lessons or truths that we are teaching to the children. A parable is a special short story which has a hidden meaning. And during his time on earth, Jesus told over 40 parables mm. about the mystery of the kingdom of God in the Gospels. And I don't know if people really realize that there were that many parables. But I want to point this out that St. John Paul II gave the church the luminous mysteries of the rosary. And in, in here he summed up much of Jesus's ministries in just one of the mysteries of the rosary, which was called the proclamation of the kingdom of God. And I just wanted to make sure that we could make that association because this proclamation of the kingdom of God is what we are doing yeah. in the catechesis of the Good Shepherd. And it's salvation history is a beautiful love story. Yeah. And it's a love story about God and his relationship with his people and how he chose the land, the little land of Israel, to be where he was going to send his son to be born. And how even the land of Israel, the city of Jerusalem, I think one of the things I've come to really love in catechesis is that I have learned what the city of Jerusalem looks like from the models and things that we have and the land of Israel. And before those used to just be words to me. Oh, Israel. Oh, Nazareth. Just uh, Samaria. But now I've kind of learned to study the, the land of this more. And these are the things that we're teaching the children so that when they read the Bible, they will have their hands-on experience, as Susan had said, in being able to identify, oh, that's what the city of Jerusalem looked like. And that's where Jesus, the agony in the garden, this is where it was in the praetorium where uh, Pontius Pilate was at. So, uh, just this beautiful uh, whole idea of the proclamation of the kingdom of God is such a beautiful thing. And this is where we are all headed. And we learned this in level two and level three about th there was this fiat of creation and the fiat of sanctification and the fiat, uh, fiat of redemption and then the fiat of sanctification. And this is the parousia. 
And this is what we will be teaching the children as we get into level two and level three, and that is salvation history. Yeah. So the proclamation of the kingdom of God, keep that in your focus. Love that, one of the luminous mysteries. Yes. Beautiful, really beautiful. Really, really beautiful. And and we're talking about catechesis of the Good Shepherd. Okay. How I, do they contact you? I would like to say that there are two programs that I'm going to give you information to for, to do the training for the catechesis of the Good Shepherd Level 1. And that is in Great Bend. Um, Lauren Kuhlman and Allison Zimmerman are offering a course there. And I'm just going to give you these numbers, and you can call them and find out the information that you need. Lauren Kuhlman is 620 Nine two three, three five eight seven, and Allison Zimmerman is seven eight five, three zero seven three two eight three, and then in Salina, our adult formation course, uh, you can call Susan Helmer at seven eight five eight two zero zero one nine zero. Or Mona Mars at 785-823-5503. Those are level one formation courses that will be starting this summer. Um, and the sooner you call those numbers and find out what you need, then you can get signed up and, and come and share the joy with us of Beautiful. the Good Shepherd. Beautiful. Also, there is a website for CGS. It's cgsusa.org. You can go on that website, and you can find courses in all of the United States on that if these don't uh, fit your need. And there's a lot of good books. I wanted to name a couple of them. This one is a good book for families. It's called The Good Shepherd and the Child, A Joyful Journey. And uh, you would really enjoy going through that with your family. And it's by a number of formation leaders. The number one one is Sophia Cavaletti. And I already mentioned her book a little earlier, The Religious Potential of the Child, Mm -hmm. which is really a good book uh, to understand why we get started with it so young with the children. And there's a third book called Ways to Nurture the Relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And that's good for all of us, uh, but focusing on the children. Beautiful. Really wonderful. Thanks for tuning into One Body Stewarding God's Creation. If you are a business or service that would like to underwrite this One Body show, please know that your underwriting will run three times during this show, which runs five times a week on five stations, reaching along I-70 from Junction City past the Colorado border. All this for a mere $4.17 per 30-second spot. Where else can you get such a great bargain? Plus, this is one of our most popular shows. You're listening to the network of stations of Divine Mercy Radio. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts.